Welcome to Moving the Rock. Whether sales is all you do or only part of what you do, the strategies and tactics of success can often feel split between two realities. You can become someone you're not to earn the recognition and praise of people you don't respect, or you can try to figure it out on your own, knowing you'll underperform your potential. We're here to offer a third way. The idea that you can't have success without compromise is just wrong. You don't have to compromise to win in the long term. You can play the game in such a way that you win in the short term and the long term. Through our hard lessons learned, we can shift your way of thinking and create a better way. I'm Chris, founder of SightShift. And I'm James, founder of Florist Group. If you're tired of the status quo, we're here to help you move the rock on your career, your business, and your life. Welcome. All right, Chris, uh, another summertime episode of Moving the Rock. Uh, it's, you know, it's harder and harder for me to do these episodes and look out the window on a Friday afternoon and stay focused. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but in August, I start feeling this feeling of like, okay, I don't know how many more are going to be here. Soak this up, you know. Right. It'll, it'll be February before you know it. And right. uh, yeah, yeah. So, so fun to be here with you. And these summertime vibes. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm loving uh, the, the continuing conversation around uh, figure that sales leadership out. And uh, last time we talked about the three meta roles of level five leaders, and it was a, just a wild conversation and uh, one that meant a lot to me, really opened my eyes. Um, and I'm, I'm digging today's conversation because, you know, so much of what we learn about leadership development tells us um, what we can do to be that level five leader, to be that outstanding practitioner. Um, and we need, we need more tools to help us navigate life. Just the, the challenges, the crises, the issues that we're going to run into every day, right? It's not, you, you just can't muscle through those kinds of things and aspire to be this paragon of leadership. And today I think we're going to be, delving into some tools that can help us actually think about how we find ourselves in change and what we can do about it. Right on, right on. You could think about all of these lessons, all 12, almost in three, four part section or, or four sections of three. You've got this beginning journey of a leader. You've got starting to advance some in this second session. And then lessons seven, eight, and nine are where a real maturing starts to happen. 10 through 12, you're getting into a very advanced stage of leadership. And so as this maturing starts to happen, then we get into today's idea, which is all about your ability to stay in the game and persevere. You, you know, I, you could think about persevering at the wrong time because you could persevere in something ineffective. You could persevere in something that uh, is not going to get you where you want to go. You build on these other eight and you don't have to have listened to the other eight to get today, but you're going to, if you go back and listen to those, you're going to see how they're getting you to this place so that now you're really locking in and, and it's about, you know, whatever's happening, you've got to be unstoppable. You can't be able to be sidelined by the circumstances. And we're going to walk you through something so that you can make sense of any moment really quick and know how to persevere. Yeah. I, you know, your, your comment made me think of a conversation I had yesterday with a, a, a business owner and um, you know, he's been challenged by the uh, pandemic for two years now. And um, 
he actually ran ran a, over a dozen restaurants, uh, and now he's down to one. Um, and what was interesting is he had a very unemotional kind of view or attachment to what has happened. But at, at the end of the day, you know, you have a restaurant. He had one restaurant that faced a number of crises at the same time, despite the, in, th- in addition to the pandemic, he actually had two employees um, pass away uh, mm-hmm. within a week of each other. Just a fluke issue that set the restaurant back and would have caused uh, and caused a huge amount of uh, challenge. And he would have had to struggle to keep that open. And, you know, the competitor, I can just tell the competitor and me would have just, you know, you know, taped up and gone and just said, what the hell we're going to make this happen. He's like, why should I, why should we struggle? Let's just shut it down. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. People, some people lost their jobs. Uh, that was regrettable, but at the end of the day, you know, taking that unemotional view, it just made much more sense for him, his family and for his uh, sanity, his health to just, okay, right now is not the time. You know, I thought it was an amazingly, just because probably because it was the exact opposite of what I think I would have done in that situation, just an amazing kind of mature approach to, uh, decision-making. Yeah. I love the phrase that you just said there, now's not the time. And that's the key. Without awareness as a leader, you are going to react to challenging circumstances the same way. With awareness, you can adjust your approach so you can say, this is the time for this action. This is the time. This is the time. Now's not the time for that. Now's the time for this. And so as we walk you through this this picture, this model, you're going to get that awareness. You're going to go, oh, okay, I can do this here. I can do this now. Um, so yeah, what a powerful experience to, to have that self-validated. And props to you to recognize this would be my natural impulse. What a lot of people aren't doing is paying attention to where their default takes them. And so we're going to show you that. You're going to learn that today is what we walk through. Let's dig in. All right, ma'am. So the way we want to start this is going to deepen something we've done before this series and other episodes uh, is, is to really think of yourself like a tree. And when you think about yourself like a tree, this is going to open up the power of this application. When you think about yourself like a tree, a tree goes through rhythms, a tree goes through seasons, you know, so there's a time for and there's a time not to like we were just saying. And I've always found it's really helpful to start at the fall season because the fall season is where we are letting go of something. We're accepting what is. You look at the tree and what it's doing in the fall season has one job. The change begins. It lets go. These leaves are released. Now, what's sad is for a lot of us when we're going through change, we don't even accomplish the first step. We never even pass the test of the fall season, which is this. I have to let go of what I wish was true and accept what is true. This doesn't mean we acquiesce. This doesn't mean we lower ambitions or dreams. This doesn't mean we become defeatist. It just means the only way that we're going to be able to be effective at choosing the timing of our actions is to let go of what we wish was true These leaves have to fall, accept what is. And what a lot of people are doing 
is running around and trying to tie leaves back to the tree. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish this was true. I wish this was true. I wish this was true. Um, you know, and, and I'm wondering as I talk about this, Jimmy, if there's a moment in your mind that you come to where you've had a real, uh, and we've, I know we've both shared some of our moments of awareness and coaching and, and transformation, but any moment, even in business where you've said, oh yeah, this is painful. And I have to accept this is true, or I'm not going to be able to figure out the right actions I need to take. Um, while you think about that, one comes to mind for me. And it's when we journeyed through together, as we watched the pandemic hit, re-engineering our businesses, changing things. And, you know, I'm doing a coaching session from an iPad in my master bedroom. Hmm. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I have to accept what is. This is here to stay. And I've got to let go of what I wish was true, that I could go back and be with companies again in person. Uh, and this is going to inform the action that I've got to take. Yeah. The, it's interesting. The first thing I thought of was, uh, the pandemic as well. Um, the thing that I remember being a little bit different than what most of the folks I was talking to were thinking was, I, I was thinking this change will be permanent, mm -hmm. right? So I was, I was moving instantly, but I was also moving with a mindset of um, two years plus. And uh, I feel like a lot of people were thinking like now uh, with other um, psych other disease cycles coming through, like, like uh, monkey pox and everything else is happening. Um, stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, that we kind of have this belief that it won't last. We'll get through it. Doesn't really matter. We don't need to wear our masks, uh, you know. So there's this there's this desire to kind of like look at the change happening, deny it, which is analogous to trying to glue those leaves back on, versus mm -hmm. accepting it and now making your making the best possible move. Um, and it just seems like for a lot of things today in the popular in our popular media and so forth, the louder you can roar, um, for s somehow it makes the roar of the denial easier to try gluing those leaves back on. But as we've seen, it doesn't, um, doesn't work. Yeah. It's, it's like a plugging of the ears, you know, right. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to listen. Um, so for, for like leaders of sales leaders, leaders of leaders in sales, you think about how often there's some dimension or quality to pay attention to, that has to be improved or turned around and the transformation before you can get to the good news has to start with bad news. And, and we want to avoid bad news. It's a, like a toxic positivity. I got to put my fingers in my ear not going to acknowledge it. Not going to acknowledge it. Right. Um, right. And it makes me think of a show King of Queens and uh, man, that show was hilarious. My wife and I watched it. When we first got married, I think sometime there. But one of the episodes was just hilarious to me, Jimmy, because um, the main character, the comedian, Doug Heffernan, as his name was on the show, went to go visit his family. And he's in the backyard and he's petting a dog. He's playing with his dog and he's calling his dog by name. Well, Carrie's inside the house watching videos of Doug as a little boy playing with the dog. <laughs> right. I remember okay. this. Right. <laughs> she observes... Grown Doug is calling the dog by name. Child Doug on the video is calling the dog by name. And they're the same name. 
And she says to the mom, she's like, what, how is this? How is that the same dog? Oh no, it's not the same dog. It's like the third or fourth one. We just didn't have the heart to tell him. Right. <laughs> and, and honestly, I think like, this is why leadership can be so powerful and impacting because you are starting with saying something people don't want to be said. We want to put our fingers in their ear, talks of positivity. Well, to appreciate the seasons is to appreciate change starts in the fall season by accepting what you wish wasn't true. And, and you know, that's why you and I can come in and, and be change agents and, and help empower people to be change agents. Because really what we're starting out with is getting agreement on where the dog is dead. Your dog is dead here. We got to make a change. Yeah, I think it's always refreshing. Go ahead. You know, I love it, and and it's really interesting to me as I as I think about the metaphor. Um, you know, I've written more than once, and uh, you know, this idea that uh, change is inevitable, growth isn't, mm. uh, and you can write that and understand the fact that change is a constant, right? But growth isn't because we don't always handle change or master change appropriately. When we do, we grow. When we don't we don't grow, but it's, it's entirely different for me to think about change as a cycle, mm -hmm. a repeating cycle, because now what I can do is I can just count on things changing. I don't have to be surprised when things are going great and all of a sudden they're not. Um, I don't have to be, I don't have to, you know, convince myself to be, or allow myself to be complacent in the good times. And then um, maybe I'm not upset when things go bad, but maybe if I had anticipated what could be, what could shift so that I could, uh, get ahead of the curve, I would have been able to react sooner or position my organization for less of a downturn, for example. So it's just really interesting to think about this as a cycle that we can observe now in multiple parts of our lives. I can observe the seasons in the context of my family, I can observe the seasons in the context of my business, of my career, et cetera. That perspective for me is just in, invaluable. Mm, I love that. I love that. And awareness starts stacking on awareness. Um, you know, and, and for a lot of people, what's happened is they're resisting, they're failing that first test. They're resisting accepting what is. And we want to be the kind of leaders who, what, cooperate with what's happening to be the tree. That's how we stand there influentially waiting in the future for the present to catch up with us. Now, after the fall season, of course, the painful season is next. Now, some people, this is their favorite season. We'll get into that in a minute, but we're talking about winter. And uh, my man, dude, you got Boston and Buffalo, New York in your background. You are a hardy fella when it comes to the weather. I, however, am a spoiled softy, um, you know, growing up in the South and, and even in, you know, the not near West, but Arkansas for a number of years, the climate was amazing from a standpoint of warmth, but humid, not all that stuff. When I moved to Columbus, Ohio, where you and I, of course, are both located, I, um, I wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready. I mean, we had polar vortex for a few winters. Painful. Mm -hmm. right. and, 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 and that cold, when it's that cold, just blows through you. Like you feel it blow through your body. 
And that's what's so hard about the winter season. That tree looks like nothing's happening. It's barren. It's cold. It's this wind is just blowing through this tree. But what's surprising about the tree in the winter season is while it looks like nothing's happening on the outside, it's actually happening on the inside. The trunk of the core in that winter moment is getting strengthened. And so to be the tree, to cooperate with the seasons as they're unfolding is to understand after I accept what is, it's something I wish wasn't true, but I've got to accept it. Then I get into the core of it. I lean into it. I explore it. I study it. So you could apply this in a micro way. You've got, you've got a concern with part of the sales process. Uh, you've got a product development issue. You've got a client delivery issue. And, and there's something you'd rather just ignore. So you accept what is. And then before you rush into external action, because we all are, we want to be all about the action, you go to internal action first, just like the tree. And you start to look at underlying causes, getting a deeper understanding. So that's a micro issue. It could be a macro issue. You could be in a season where you don't have as much motivation for your role. You're not feeling as excited by this year's numbers. You're starting to feel a loss of heart. You don't have to freak out. Accept what is. Lean into it. Sit with it. Explore it. Study it. Pay attention to it. That's what it means to pass the test of the winter season. To not rush to external action before you've spent time internally contemplating it. Now the protest people bring up here, or the question would be, well, couldn't you stay too long? Isn't this how paralysis of analysis hits? Absolutely. And as a general wisdom principle, the length you're in the winter is often in correlation to how big, bad, deep, scary, or hard the problem is. Simple problem doesn't need to require a long winter. And, and for me, you know, there's just been so much in my life that's reaffirmed this idea over and over and over. How can I lean in to the situation to explore it, study it, go internal to the situation that I would rather tolerate or avoid? And we did a, a deeper dive on tolerating or avoiding a number of episodes back, but that's the connection here. When you're failing the test of the winter season, you're tolerating or avoiding something rather than going, I'm going to stare this thing in the face. Yeah. And uh, so, so the, I, I can definitely see if I was going to skip a step, this is the one I'd skip. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, do you see that happening often? Yeah. Well, I mean, it all depends on wiring, right? So you, you, taking a group of engineers through this team, man, it's like they love the winter season. <laughs> Let's dig in and learn it more. So it definitely in sales, definitely in hard charging, High, high energy leadership. It's like, let me get out of this winter as quick as I can. But the context of understanding this allows you to shift into the next season season and be much more effective. You know, um, the, the kind of easy fun analogy to use is if I told you, Jimmy, that I love playing basketball and I've put my 10,000 hours, 10, hours in and I now can make a shot from anywhere on my driveway, anywhere every time and i'm going to go kill it at my rec league 
D-grade version team because <laughs> that's all I'd be playing on. And you're like, dude, you, you can't make it every time. And you come over and you're like, show me. And I go to shoot and I take a granny shot. And it goes in. And I go, see, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill it. You would say to me, oh, no, Chris, you're going to get your shot blocked every time. You went after it with action, with intensity, but you didn't have enough clarity. And so you've practiced wrong. You've developed a bad habit. You know, go back to the wins model. How often are sales leaders running into a situation with energy and enthusiasm, forming a bad habit or bad habits around being very convincing versus using a model that allows them to be servant-based in their sales leadership exploring, right? So what we're learning in the winter season is what's the real issue? What do I really need to be doing? And then you'll never know it with perfect certainty, but a pause is essential. The length of the pause determines how big the problem is determined by how big the problem is. And it sounds like putting us in the practice, if in the fall, the leaves are falling and I'm witnessing or experiencing change, doesn't matter if I anticipate it or not, the fact that I'm recognizing it's important and then accepting it. Um, and we all know what it feels like to accept change and not accept change. But as soon as I accept it, I can get, it sounds like I can get curious now in the winter season. So it sounds like that curiosity is what's going to allow me to ask the right questions, explore, um, explore the options that I have in front of me. And in terms of uh, strengthening my core, I can really now begin exploring what will it take to move to success, but also to shore up myself, my organization, so that when this happens again, uh, we're ready or we're or we're attacking it from a different level, from a different vantage point, different level of competency, you know, a higher level of readiness. Right on. Exactly. I mean, it, 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 this is not too simplistic to offer. We fix things the wrong way so often. Because we don't understand the issue. I mean, you know, when I was when our lives were getting rebuilt financially, because we had been through some devastating real estate loss in the 2008 uh, cluster, <laughs> the the problem that we faced was then having to reestablish economic uh, means. I mean, I was having to hustle for the day's groceries and we had a sink uh, that started leaking. It developed a leak underneath and it was right before Christmas, man. And dude, when you're in that place and you're trying to make it happen, it's like Christmas money, that's that's the stuff. And I could have gone and gotten some professional help, but instead I thought I'm gonna fix this myself. Went to the hardware store, asked for advice, told him the problem. Don't you think I could spray some silicone spray up in there and fix it? Oh yeah, spray some silicone spray up in it. Like, I don't know, four or five days, a week later, I lose track of time. I'm down in the basement and there is water running down the wall of the basement. Like not continuously just flowing, but there's moisture. Why? Because whatever I did made that water come out somewhere else. And now I've got a worse problem on my hand. Called a plumber. It was after hours. So then you're already paying extra than I would have if I would have proactively solved the problem the right way. He only had a designer faucet on his truck that I ended up having to put in that didn't even match the kitchen. 
dude, the problem was so much worse because I didn't fix it the right way the first time. And you, you know this in the companies we work with and serve, there's so much pressure, there's intensity, there's speed. You got to go, 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 go. And, and because there's not a pause feature and there's not an ability to be in that winter moment, they're fixing problems the wrong way so often. So that's what we got to watch out for. After we do that, go ahead, you say something to that. Oh, that's perfect. And after we do that, we get to go to some, and again, some people love winter season more. We get to go to what brings joy for some people, the spring season. So the spring season is this idea that now there's activation, there's growth, there's buds of life, there's newness. It's coming out of this winter season. The way that you can know that you have effectively passed the winter season, its test, is you've come out of that season with awareness to effective action you repetitively, repeatedly can take. This is where you get into your routines. This is where you start to figure out these are the, the effective things that I need to do on repeat. And this is what's going to start generating life. Life in what? Whatever it is. Is it a small situation or a big situation? You know, if, if an organization comes to you and they want to improve and, and transform their revenue, grow, develop their sales process, or figure out the leaky holes in it, either way, grow their sales leaders. There's some truth they have to accept in their fall season. You're going to help them cut through the winter and figure out what's the real issue. And then we're going to develop. Here's the actions we do on repeat. Yeah. It's it's super fun. It's like the ready, it's like the ready fire aim or ready aim fire kind of analogy. I'm thinking, you know, the readiness is that level of acceptance. Uh, The aim is that winter season where I'm, asking the questions, understanding what I need to do, and then activation in the spring is when I'm firing and um, making it happen. And it, this again goes back to this ten- this tendency that I have to skip steps, right? I tend to be that ready fire aim guy. And uh, I can now see, um, I can see how I shortchange myself. Uh, you know, I'm not probably aware of it as much on smaller challenges, but probably, um, far more aware on larger issues, more strategic issues. Um, I can also see, I can also see people getting, getting into trouble here when they don't make these decisions based on their own reality. Right. Um, um, a lot of times we poll people, Hey, should I accept this change right now? Like something's going on. Do you think it's good? Do you think this is happening? What do you think is happening? Um, you know, like, do I believe this or don't I believe this? Is this a conspiracy theory or is this real? Um, you know, there's a, there's a level of, um, there's a level of, uh, security that one has to have in their own decision-making capability and their own level of confidence to be able to recognize changes here and to accept it. Maybe even when people around me don't want to. And then move into a state of inquiry in the winter to become stronger and then move to action. And I might be doing this without any support of the people around me. Or as you said, like if I'm leading a team of, of leaders, um, they may not agree with me 
right away. And they may fight me every step of the way. Um, I'm going to have to, you know, gather, not just understand how to manage myself, but gather enough strength to make sure that I can recognize where each member, each team member is, what season they're in, so I can adjust them to make sure that we're lined up in terms of the season that we're all operating in, and then move them down this, through this cycle, um, so that we're all going through the cycle together. I mean, it, it, as I say it out loud, it sounds a little bit complicated, but I mean, it makes total sense. I can think about this in the context of my own world, but man, when I think about it in the context of a team of 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 direct reports, I now see how, you know, how complicated it could be, but at least I have a model um, that can help me figure it out. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Life is complicated. Change is complicated. This model just allows you to persevere based on the attunement. So we talked about attunement last session. We build on that. We keep the attunement going. We, we have a common organizing metaphor. This is the season I believe we're in, and this is the action I need, we need to take. And we're aligning the team around that. Um, but you're speaking to something so powerful that is is... I mean, we could spend a few episodes just on this. You have to, at some point in life, proceed beyond generalized wisdom to customize wisdom for you. Right. Because if you stay in this generalized wisdom, then you're trying to draw from blogs and articles and insights. This is the sales problem we're facing, and this is what I should do. And that's why I love the wins model. It maps onto your life to give you customized wisdom, right? That's what an enduring, powerful model will do. That's what this season's model will do. It maps onto your life. And, and the thing about the winter season that's so powerful is when you really go inside and wrestle, you get free of the shoulds and the should nots, right? I should do it this way. I should not do this. You start to find the customized wisdom for you. And at the deepest level for you and the team to go through the winter season, you know, what's happening at the core level of the organization? The identity of who that organization or team is getting strengthened. What's happening at the individual level? The identity is getting strengthened. The ways that they've built who they are around the acceptance of others, of pleasing others, of keeping others happy, whatever that looks like, they start to get free from that. And that freedom allows them to go, ah, here's the action I need to be taking. Here's where I need to go with this. So, so glad you drew that out. That's how we get free. And if we do that, then we get to get to at least what else the favorite season for a lot of people. Summer season, baby. <laughs> right. Summer season. And the summer season, why is it a summer season? Well, we accepted a reality in the fall. We understood it in the winter. We developed effective action to take in the spring. What does repetitive effective action do? Put us into a place of enjoyment and rest and celebration. And a lot of leaders, you know, fall into two ditches in the summer season. One ditch is they can't enjoy and celebrate because there's always more. The other ditch they fall into is they can enjoy and celebrate too much. And they take their eye off the ball. Here's the key way of saying it. They stop doing the effective actions that got them. It's get lazy with it, you know. And as they get lazy with it, life continues, change occurs, and what follows that summer season? Another fall. Yeah. It's never ending in that way. 
there's so many analogies. Um, when we, when we find something that works and then we stop doing it and we stop because, well, it worked. Okay. (laughs) It's like taking antibiotics or whatever, like, or eating healthy. Yeah. I've eaten healthy for a few months, lost some weight. Now I can cheat. And it's like, okay, it worked. Yeah. But now I can go back to the way I was. So like, I, I definitely understand the idea of, you know, change when change occurs and we do the hard work and we achieve the the results. So many of us, Chris, want to go back to our former equilibrium. They want to go back to what made us comfortable before we initiated this change process. Uh, oftentimes in sales, when we're elevating an organization and developing systems and processes that makes make sales and selling successfully more predictable and repeatable so that we can achieve higher levels of output with the same people. Um, we, we can't just, we can't just process a short-term win. We have to turn that win into a long-term gain. And so we're thinking about reinforcement and how do we level up our baseline, our baseline equilibrium. So the entire team now believes and feels like it's more normal to operate at a different level, a higher level. To me, that's, this is like, this is such a challenge. It's like, it's, it's gotta be where most organizations, um, drop the ball. Just if I just pay attention to human nature, I mean, what's your experience there? Yeah. I mean, this is the human nature comes into this in a direct answer to what you're saying with two mistakes everybody makes and we could relate it to this model and to exactly what you're saying here one they try to skip from fall to summer so it's kind of like well i'm in summer i start to get lazy with the things that got me here i lose some of my vigilance i miss some change creeping up on me you know okay let's say i accept it i step into the fall season because it's going to be cyclical once a leader has had success and momentum, we get addicted to that, the adrenaline of it. And they want to brute force the organization, the leader, the sales team back into those summer results. And you cannot skip from fall to summer. It doesn't work that way. You got to take the journey. Um, an example that I like to use is just a comparison point between Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. I mean, both elite, obviously, athletes and goats. But the way that Michael Jordan didn't try to skip from fall to summer when he lost his mojo for basketball, but went and played baseball, right? Didn't try to force an old motivation to return, let a new motivation return, came back to basketball and won championships. Really incredible story. He went through the seasons. Tiger loses his dad. You can clearly see his golf game changes. His motivation now for golf has gone. It's or at least completely changed. And the way that he tried to like force his body into it, doing the Navy SEAL training and the whole thing. And I respect the heck out of the effort and the intensity of it. But what happens when you try to skip from fall to summer is you're trying to make up for a lack of clarity with an increase in intensity. And that is the key giveaway that you've got to pause some more. Because clarity has to be greater than intensity. Intensity can support clarity. Okay. It's, it can, it can take the clarity further, 
but you can't make up for the lack of clarity, but just this increase in emotion. And that's really just a low level approach to leadership. People have this idea of, you know, sports movies in their heads and it's the locker room speech that'll get you there. The locker room speech has to be built on amazing clarity. And, Second, and yeah, perhaps, go sorry. I mean, yeah, what, what, totally. what, you're bring, what you're bringing up for me is this idea that, especially in sales, where there's so many sports and warrior analogies and battle analogies, uh, the way you deal with change is just with greater, a higher level of intensity. You're not working hard enough. And we always forget about this idea of working smarter and harder. It's just, we just assume that we know everything and it's just that you're not trying hard enough. You're not committed enough. It must be an issue with you. Um, and as a leader, um, we have to resist that and take and take account for all the things around us that might be challenging our productivity. Yes, it could be commitment, but it could also be the systems and processes aren't where they need to be. It could be uh, the people in support have failed. It could be other things that we have to take into account. And it's and what you're saying is it's obviously a much more mature and elevated approach to take a broader accounting um, uh, to make sure that we justify whatever next step that might be, even if it does include a higher level of intensity. But at least we're approaching it in a systematic way that respects the four seasons versus a way that makes us feel like we're doing something when it, to help when in fact we're doing something that's making it worse. Absolutely. I mean, that's what allows you to persevere. It's normal to lose heart. Everyone loses heart as a leader. If you're trying to make a reality that could be and should be true, that is currently in your head and heart, but not in the real world, you're going to have to persevere and you're going to have moments you lose heart. Nothing will help you as much as being able to make sense of what is going on. And when you can make sense of it in a way that is natural, rhythmic, based in nature, be the tree, then you actually have a metaphor that can inspire you. I heard a neuroscientist uh, just say on a podcast a couple of days ago, Andrew Huberman, Huberman Lab. I mean, the guy's like just blowing up. Um, and I'm going to I want to read the words to you exactly, because I think it's that important and that good. Um, and when you understand this reality, he says this, how you visualize a goal or problem in your mind dictates how well you lean into that goal, whether you'd be able to meet the goal, how you feel after and your capacity to tackle larger goals. And, and so we're talking here about visualizing a process of change and by having it so positive oriented it's just cooperating with the seasons it'll actually keep you sustained because you're going to need it because the second temptation or or mistake people make with this model is they try to treat every part of their life like it's in the same season because they have a favorite one uh so they may be like super visionary and always ready to run to what's broken and what has to be better um I joke with my kids and they leave the fridge open too long. And I'm not demeaning her in saying this, but actually just talking about the meme of it. Uh, Greta, who has championed climate change at an international level. And, uh, and when they leave the fridge open too long, because I know they value the climate, I know they respect her. I say, 
somewhere Greta is angry. <laughs> and this is me dadding it up. You know, you got to shut the fridge. But the idea is some people are more, more like in the fall season. I got to call us to reality over and over and over and over. And that's like their jam. Some people are in that winter season. Let's explore it. Let's study it. Let's figure it out. That's the season they tend to prefer. Some are the spring. Thought to action. It's instantaneous. I think you and I share some similarities there. <laughs> and then some, it's about that summer season, right? I'm just trying to get to my next relaxation, my joy. And all of these have benefits. The damage comes when you can't move in and out of them as you need to and in different parts of your life and leadership. Your company as a whole could be in a season. Your sales team could be in a season. Your marketing could be in a season. You can subdivide it. So it allows you to match and meet the complexity of life with a simple model to know what to do. Yeah. I, that that story about Greta was good because it helped me uh, think about one of my challenges. I Especially when I was younger, as I get older, it's easier um, to recognize this uh, this missing part of my psyche, but, you know, enjoying the summer season, you know, so often I have ambition, have had ambitions that, and so I'm always in that fall season, all, and it feels like I'm always in the winter trying to figure things out. And then, and then in, in this right away in the spring, trying to activate and just skip right over the summer. Right. I mean, I can't deal with, I can't, I can't rest and enjoy. Um, and of course, when you, when you don't have a proper balance, so it's this idea of not just skipping, but also this idea of having a proper balance and giving each season its due. Um, you're also shortchanging yourself, um, because you're, you know, you're going to cut, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to cut short any kind of upside that comes out of the hard work you're doing, especially in my case, if I'm not allowing the summer season to play out. Right on. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago on a walk. The last time the summer season aligned with my main business focus and the actual summer season was probably 2013. Not bad, just just is. Uh, and and I'm, I want to see that happen again. It was fun. Um, all of this came out of a situation with my kids, just processing and paying attention to um oh, I don't feel the same way I felt as about being a dad as I did, you know, as I used to. And I just sat with it and processed it. It's super emotional and relational. But as I went through the seasons, I came into a deeper new motivation because I didn't have kids anymore. I had teenagers at the time. Now that phase is ending. So I go through the seasons again. My wife and I have been married 22 years this summer. You know, I've never been married 22 years before. The rhythms. Right. So and I know you have a discipline where you actually, when you, when you have time to think and are quiet, you actually walk yourself through a process where you can kind of, I don't know if it's the, the proper word is um, self-assess or take an inventory, but is there a process you go through? Yeah. I sequence myself through the seasons in a micro way on any problem. So if something is occupying my mind and I can tell it's drawing energy and attention from me, then I'm just sitting with that. And I say sitting with it. Sometimes I'm doing this on a run very often and I'm getting out of my analytical trying to 
to get to a solution really quick and just walk through the sequence. What reality do I need to accept that I wish wasn't true? What deeper understanding do I need? You know, there's a number of ways you could ask that question. What am I not aware of in this situation that I need to figure out, explore, study? What action does this lead to that I need to do on repeat? And then how can I enjoy the fruit of that action? And so far, um, it's it saves me every time. Okay, I can... I'm not stuck. It doesn't mean I always get to the winter clarity or the spring action. It depends on how big the problem is. Uh, it doesn't mean I always get to it immediately, I should say. I'm going to get there, but it may, if the problem's small, I could get there in that second on the run. If it's medium, it might take a few weeks, a few months. Depends. And do you ever seek help to answer any of those questions if the challenge is larger? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the value of not only coaching, which we both believe in, also team, uh, my wife, you know, the people that I love and I've committed my life to, which is mostly family and side shift team, and the coaches, I see their perspective as valid as mine. And they're going to offer something that I'm going to receive from them. And that is much, much more valuable to me than anything else. Now I can go through stuff online and books and articles but I'm, I'm a little more like, I don't know if this is for me or not. But having the filter up and being a, a open and available, oftentimes I'll find the key insider breakthrough I needed somewhere, somehow. Yeah, from a coaching perspective, just having, I can imagine, just having having a coach who teaches you the, win, the, the uh, Four Seasons model and then helps you apply it. Just having someone else to talk it through with could be pretty powerful. So um, I can even think of even the context of my partner in my family, my wife, if the two of us had access to this model, it could help each other walk, you know, uh, parse our way through challenges. That'd be fantastic. And then I might share the model with my business partner. And then I might share the model with anyone else in any other part of my life that can help me think through challenges that affect those areas of my life. It could be potentially... Uh, you know, very powerful. Um, yeah, release a lot of creative energy and reduce a lot of stress. You align on reality. You have an effective, non-combative or uh, non-avoiding conversation. You get to the meat of the issue. You dialogue through it, uh, and uh, and 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 what's wonderful about it is it enhances your ability to start noticing these rhythms in smaller and smaller ways. Because if you get it in small stuff, you get it in the big stuff. So yeah, sounds like we need to do something about this and serve some people and get something to them to help them. Yeah, well, we're, we're, I know you write about this a lot. Is there a book that we can find on Amazon that would walk us through this? Dude, you're the man. Well, we've got the stuckbook.com and uh, that will get them to the Amazon link. Um, the stuckbook.com. And then, uh, of course, we're dreaming about a resource to put in people's hands to train them how to sequence like crazy. So that'll be coming soon, too. Yeah. Stay tuned. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Every time I we, we talk about it, I learn something new. It's great. I appreciate it. So fun to be here with you, buddy. 
Thanks for listening. If you've learned something or were inspired to try something new, please rate the podcast and share this episode with someone you know. If you'd like to learn more, visit and connect with me, James, at floristgroup.com, F-L-O-R-I-S-S group.com. And if you want to connect with me, Chris, check out SightShift, S-I-G-H-T, shift.com. Peace. Thank you.